Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jess, I'm still trying to uh, hide my middle name, which is uber embarrassing, just like Topanga. (laughs) What what did Jack accuse her middle name of being? Like, Flula or something? No, no. Boogie. Uh, and that is our amazing guest back 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 again to grace us with his presence continuing out the rider that he signed with us oh so many moons ago Chappelle Chappelle how are you I'm good uh I do want to start by admonishing touchdown Tommy and letting him know that I'm back so whatever beef he has with y'all, he can continue that because I'm not going nowhere, Thomas. Um, you and your tidbits can go first. Uh, but yes, I am very excited. I, I'm so happy that we outlined all of these episodes beforehand so that no one else could call mm-hmm. dibs on the episodes that stuck out the most to me from this entire show. Uh, so I'm excited. I still listen faithfully. And I'm just ready to talk to y'all about the show again. Yes. And it's funny that you you were like, I want this episode because I feel like you probably could have had it no matter what, because we're about <laughs> to get into some like pretty heavy topics. Just want to throw a content warning out there. Um, we're going to be getting into the topics of like sexual harassment, um, getting into some real life stuff with Fred Savage himself. So that's all ongoing um life imitating reality we truly hate to see it um but uh yeah if that is something that you cannot handle that's perfectly fine uh we'll have some resources in the show notes and you you can skip this one if you if you don't if you can't handle it that's fine um but yeah everybody loves stewart uh aka everybody absolutely despises stewart because he sucks (laughs) this episode (laughs) stewart's a creep i mean first and foremost 
Yep. He's the yep. worst. He's yep. the worst. And, and in real life, he seems to be the worst as well. Yeah. He was the worst when I was a child watching this show. I've hated this guy for a very long time. And so now I get to vent about it. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. And like, I think it's a... Uh... I will say as much as this is going to be like tricky to talk about in terms of like what happens in the episode, I do kind of appreciate the way they handle it. I'll nitpick a cert a few certain things as we go. Cause I think there are things that uh, if this was made in 2022 would have been a lot different and would have been handled differently. But I think for our show in the nineties, um, but means world is no stranger to handling tough topics. And Sarah, I feel like, uh, true to how they've done it in the past. They did a decent job handling this one. Yeah, I think that once again, this is what Boy Meets World excels at. I'm thinking back to the episode with Sean and that nice blonde girl that he had to hide from her yes. father. Um, they've handled heavy material like this before. They will continue to have, uh, handle heavy material in the future. Um, and I think once again that this is um, the type of thing that sets Boy Meets World apart from a lot of shows of this time and shows of the now. And I do agree that I think that they handled things pretty well. I think that the things I had the most issues with were just, I like, for example, Stuart saying, it, you know, it's my word against yours or no that didn't happen or in the uh in the the trial which is like another thing but in the trial um kind of the the cross uh cross uh questioning was felt so ick but that's not on the show because i think that happens all the time yeah yeah it's it's tricky, I think, um, as we'll get into it. I We know this is Boy Meets World, right? Like, we know Corey is, like, the guy, as we've seen. Like, everything is viewed through Corey's lens. I would have liked a little more Topanga in this episode, given this is all happening to her. Um, but we'll we'll get into all of that. Um, Chappelle, tell us why it is that you wanted to be on for this episode. Is it specifically so that you could roast Fred Savage? Oh, uh, no, I I really wish that was the reason why I wasn't actually that familiar with his recent um, discretions against, you know, humanity and how horrible of a person mm -hmm. he is, honestly. Um, but this episode always stood out to me. Season six in and of itself just stood out to me when I was younger. I think this is around the time where Disney Channel started to do a lot of those promos and like commercials where they do like the little clips from each episode. I think that's why people can't can't uh like tell that the Feeney call is so late in the series because it was yeah. so heavily advertised. Like it was one of those commercials that that's you saw all the time. Point. Even the one where Eric's like, girl, girl, right there, girl, you know, like mm -hmm. those moments were on those commercials. And I think they weren't doing like like that for the first few seasons. And so this is like the most familiar the show seems to be like uh like I remember kind of like sound bites from this season and like little clips of these moments. Um, whereas maybe in the older seasons, I remember full episodes a little bit better. But this one always stood out to me. I've always hated him. Um, even as a child, I was like, this guy sucks. Uh, but like now I, I, I am an educator. So it even just kind of like fits so well into just my, my life now and like my career and some of the things I've seen as an educator. Cause 
people are creeps and people suck and then they do stupid stuff like this and then you have to stand up and advocate for your students in a way like mr feeney did and so it really just like it's like childhood Chappelle was watching this episode and then like one day i like lived like parts of these episodes as well like in my interactions with mm -hmm. other faculty members and stuff and seeing these things and like news and stuff so for me it's just kind of like it all came back you know just yeah. like when i watched the episode i was like okay this this makes sense for me to be talking about it yeah. And I think we've all had like I've really related to Sean in some of these moments where like we've had the older, really, really tough, strict teachers like Feeney. And then we've had like the young, cool teachers who are like more like our friends than teachers. And like yeah. this episode does such a good job at, like relaying that maybe sometimes those teachers are completely cool. And like, yeah, maybe they're still great teachers, but uh, Feeney is a great teacher and having Sean kind of recognize that in this episode and recognize that no Stewart is in fact an absolute creep and should not be a teacher. Um, I don't know. I just think this episode just has a lot. It's a really heavy episode, but it also just, it has a lot in it. Um, packed into like 22 minutes. It's unbelievable. Um, so let's, let's get into it. Everybody's in class. Of course, everybody is in the same class because we can't have Corey, Topanga, Sean, and Angela be in separate classes. They're all taking the same classes. <laughs> I did purposely uh, schedule my courses to be with my friends, though. So I don't think that... Did I mean, you that's... really? Of course did I did. Did you all have the same majors? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Like, I was a interior design major. I basically just had a class... Like my friends were the my the people in my major that had the same six hour classes as me. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much having no f time for other friends, but I'm sure I scheduled a class with non interior design friends too. It's so mm -mm. exciting having class with your friends. No, that would have been my downfall in college. I had to make the conscious effort to separate myself from people that I knew and liked because I would get in class and forget that I was in school. Um, <laughs> I, I, had, like, I had art with uh, a, like a good friend of mine. And I remember like talking to her one day after class. She's like, we don't even have to come to this class. You know, he doesn't do anything except take raw. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, like once you sign in, we could just leave. I was like, wow, really? You you think that? And she's like, yeah, of course. And so I was like, okay, I'll skip class with you. It's fine. So we leave one day. And then I think by the time we come back to the next cl like class the next week, because I think it was one of those, like you go twice a week type classes. Mm -hmm. We go back the next week and the man just like completely overlooks her and looks directly at me and says, where have you been? And I was like, um, uh, we have been skipping class. <laughs> like, us, like, oh my God. Class. We together, not all me. And he was like, no, where have you been? So it's never a good idea for me to, um, to yeah. have class with my friends because I don't know how to act. Yeah, I went to a um a state school that I commuted to. And so I never had a single friend in any of my classes. I never talked to anybody in any of my classes. So like sad, I never was Jessica. interested in making friends with anyone. Like, you were there for business. I yeah. was it was a it was a business trip. Like I was there to <laughs> learn. And like not only that, but like no one seemed like to interest me anyway. <laughs> I was like, eh. And honestly, so I went to a, a state school that was a very large state school. So until I got to the higher levels, I didn't, no one, I didn't have repeat classes with anybody. So it was like, I had no reason to make friends. You know, like I'd be like, mm -hmm. a, hey, good morning to someone next to me. But like, that's it. That's all you're getting out of me. I'm here to learn and then I'm out skis. So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, everyone has different, completely different choices. 
It's okay to be social in class, Jess. You had no college friends. I don't understand. No, I didn't have a single. I didn't have a single friend in in what? college. Mm -mm. That's incredible. Nope. I, I am my college <laughs> friends. Like uh, they are. Like they are. They are me, and I am them. I was avoiding yeah. them like the plague because I knew I couldn't get any work done. And then I would sit in class, and I would be really, really quiet, which is hard for me. But it's because I didn't want to make any other friends in class because I knew if I made a friend, that was it yeah. for my grades. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely had a completely different experience than you. I forgot I think it was a business trip. I think it's also just because I went to a commuter school. So like I, I commuted I there and then I left make at least one friend, just <laughs> one, just a singular no. friends. No, I don't talk to anybody I went to college with. I don't even know anybody's Bizarre. name that I went to college with. What? Okay. Well, moving forward, that's bonkers. <laughs> that's I know one person. Nope. Um, okay. And so, yeah, so we have Topanga saying um, that she believes a person is responsible for their own destiny and can be anything she wants if she wants it bad enough and she never gives up. And Stewart is like super congratulatory. He says she's going to be the next president of the United States. Uh, and Corey says, that makes me the first lady. See how secure I am in my sexuality. And it's and then he like turns to the kid next to him and he does this like Elmer Fudd like, hello. <laughs> like, Corey, what, what was that doing? supposed to be like what he's was like he Elmer doing Fudd. i don't know he's weird <laughs> <laughs> it was it was strange like i think like he was being like see i can like say hi to the guy next to me without feeling weird but <laughs> he wanted to make a friend in college <laughs> oh yeah he wanted to make a friend in college and then the guy was you and was like "Ooh, don't talk to me you freak I, um, I enjoy how the later we get in the show, like the later we are in the 90s. And so they start talking about all these like progressive ideas. Like it's the 90s. What do you mean? Like I'm secure. Yeah. I'm. It's the 90s. We can do these things. We, like this is so like old and, and like uh, played mm -hmm. out now. If someone said it's the 2000s. You know, we're, we're living on the edge now. I was like, Corey, get over yourself. It was 99. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, and story like pushes back a little bit. He's like, "Oh, do you really believe all of this stuff?" And she says, "Yes, I do." And he says, "So do I." To a point, Sean, and he like compliments Sean's haircut, which I will say, I preferred this hairstyle to like the super floppy like bangs in his face look that he had for a long time. And I know that I feel like we've talked about this, Sarah, that like Ryder Strong like hated that haircut. And I feel like they finally caved in and were like, okay, you're 18. You can get your hair cut now. Yeah, it was part of his contract that he couldn't cut his hair. So they they loved the swoopy haircut. Remember, they made, used to make like little girls in the audience like woo yeah. for him. Really creepy. <laughs> uh, just like Stuart. Um, so, yeah, I like his haircut too. $8. It only cost him $8. What yes. a bargain, Chappelle. I'm not going to lie. That's a huge bargain. It was the nineties, you know, eight dollars. <laughs> now, oh, oh gosh, I, the the price of everything is so high right now. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a supercuts cut. I bet you know that you mm. could probably get for like ten bucks. Probably. Um, I don't even think so. No, I don't know. I don't have men's. I don't get men's haircuts. Like I have no and, idea how much it costs to get your haircut as a man. And I don't get supercuts, so I can't speak <laughs> on that. Me, me and Sean got different hair. <laughs> uh, and so. Um, he says, uh, okay, what did, what did Topanga just say? What is her philosophical belief? And Sean says free will. And he's like, Hey, he's a big deal. Like he's like very, you could tell he's very like friendly with his students. Um, and he asks if Sean believes her. And he says, in my experience, you don't bet against Topanga or you get your butt kicked. And like Topanga's like, that's right, Sean, you know, I'll kick <laughs> your ass. <laughs> Which I believe I it, honestly. 
I, I do appreciate that too. And we'll start to see more of that throughout the season that people are afraid of Topanga. Um, just because it's like she's she's established herself as like you like, mm-hmm. you don't mess with her. I, I think there's an episode coming up, and I really wish I had picked that one in my writer as well. We might have to renegotiate it, but I I think <laughs> she gets like a B in class, and she wasn't upset that she got a B. She was upset that Corey and Sean also got Bs, and she chased physically chased uh, Mr. Feeney down the hall. <laughs> it was the funniest thing, like and out the window, like she's like like come here, you old goat. <laughs> so, she has to chill about the grades. Like we saw how happen. bad she was about the age in high school remember she wanted to be valedictorian she's like losing her mind about the a's so yeah i totally get that she didn't even give the freaking speech Mm -mm. no oh i can't i'm still not over that i'm still upset about that that was such a weird choice but yeah here in college she can't you you don't mess with topanga she's already established herself as the top dog so leave her alone and uh and so Stuart then goes to Corey and says, How about it, Romeo? Do you buy what Juliet is saying? And he says, Yeah, you have to have control over things. And then Stuart just goes on this diatribe about like, you know, Corey wakes up, he kisses his wife, he leaves his home, and then he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> Corey's like, What? I don't get hit by a bus. <laughs> I use the crosswalks. I memorize bus schedules. I'm not leaving the house. And he's like, What's what's that called if a bus hits you though? And Angela pipes up and she says, Fate. Your life is predestined and there's nothing you could do about it. And it's and so that it's just like Corey's like, so what? A bus is going to drive through my house? Like, what is this? And I'm just like, what class is this? Is it philosophy yeah. class? I think what it's philosophy, getting? which would make sense because we know that Sean loves philosophy. And the mm-hmm. only thing that he knows about philosophy is the theory of free will. So it makes sense that the first class that Sean is going to take in college is another philosophy class. Yeah, and he's doing well. You know, we like to see that because, you know, for a minute there was questions of, well, well is he going to be good enough for college? And if his grades are going to be good, and he's going if this is for him. And I like that they show that he does have high moments, you know, here at Pinbrook instead yeah. of just, you know, like struggling as they could have just, I think that would have been like the easy way out for the storytellers. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so Stewart's about to like hand out papers and he says, all of these were really bad. <laughs> like you, you guys can do better than this. You're smarter than this. Um, and Corey's talking to Sean saying, oh my gosh, he is so great. He's like the best teacher we've ever had. And I like it's like so disrespectful to Feeney that Sean's like high school was amateur night. He's not like Feeney at all. He treats us like equals. Feeney was a parent. This guy's a friend. And I feel like me now, like me as a kid didn't suspect anything because i was a kid but me now watching this episode i was like oh shit like as soon as you hear that he's not like beanie beanie's not cool this guy's cool you're like oh shit something bad is about to happen right now yeah i i mean i had a professor that i was like pretty close with not in the sense like we're ever crossed the line but i definitely know the feeling of being enjoying the company of a professor that's like young and cool and fun and you know you can talk about things other than just schoolwork. so i can understand why everybody seems to really love Stuart. but the difference is, is i've never played pool in the student lounge with any of my professors and Stuart's fully on hanging out in the student lounge playing pool with people mm. and visiting dorm rooms yeah, he just he he just crosses the line over and over and over again. I mean, this is the beginning of like it was just like a sneak peek into what's about to come. It's just like, oh, he's so friendly and he's not like a real teacher. And I remember when I was younger, I always wanted a teacher like Mr. Feeney. Like I wanted a teacher that I could Aww. like I felt like him and Corey were close enough to where 
it it felt almost familial, but not yeah. like like a teacher like student relationship. It was like that was his next door neighbor. So he's essentially family as, as much as he's in their business in their house. He's got it bugged. He's coming over randomly unannounced, <laughs> you know. And so when I was younger, that's how I approached school. I would go find like the gruff teacher and try to like become friends with that person. Like oh, the ones who's hard on everybody because I'm a clown. So I need to go find the person who is going to be the most stern and win them over. Um, so teachers like Stewart have always been off putting to me always like mm. i've always been suspicious of like why are you trying to be my friend young teacher uh yeah. and now like you would think honestly in, in my career in educated education and as goofy as i am that i would be like the cool teacher uh but i'm so stern i like <gasps> students hate me really because they yeah because i think at first glance they think like oh i could be friends with him and i'm yeah, like yeah he's the cool me. one yeah but i'm like i am student repellent like you come to my office i'm like what do you want what do you need? What? Okay, well, go. Did you do your homework? Okay, bye. Because I I never wanted to blur that line. And I think this episode is honestly a really big reason why. Just the line can get blurred yeah. so easily when you're shooting pool with your students. I used to uh, substitute fifth grade and they would be like, oh, let's go to recess and shoot basketball. Do you want to shoot basketball with us? And I, no, absolutely <laughs> not. You know, and the kids would just be so upset. Like our last teacher was shooting. I was like, I don't care. I do not care. We're not Was friends. there a little part of you that did want to play basketball with them? No, because you okay. have to really establish that, like, we will not be that, that type of like, yeah. relationship. And you're not calling me by Good my first you. name. Dear God. you like that. Like, I cringe every time they call him Stuart. Like, honestly, do not call me by my first yeah, name. Yeah, that is also off-putting. And I know that's a, more of a college thing anyway, where, like, some professors are cool with that. But I think, yeah, Stuart doesn't weird me out as much as, like, seeing him play pool with them. And then, like, he's cracking jokes with them. And then he's like, oh, I have the coffee. It's on me. Like. It's just very strange. And there's a reason this is called the student lounge. It's because it's where right. the students hang. Like, you're telling me there's not a faculty lounge you can go hang out in well, with people your own I age, mean, you know? It's where the coffee shop is and it's where the bookstore is. So, Point uh, for yeah. <laughs> the dean is there buying coffee. Okay, that's fair. is there buying coffee. Yeah. It's just, and so then he pulls Topanga aside to like go get the coffee with her. And he says, I wanted to thank you. You know, you're taking my class, you're challenging things, you're participating, you're shaking things up. It makes class exciting. And he says, Keep it up. Uh, he, and then he quotes her from her paper, which I was like, I mean, how do you remember that? But uh, the quote was, If we don't challenge our leaders, we have no right to complain over how they lead. Um, and he says it was a good paper, but you got a little lazy on the summary. We'll go over it today. And I was just like, okay, all right. And then he asks her how like campus life is. And she casually mentions where her dorm is because it's in McKay. So it has small rooms and lousy food. And he says, welcome to college. And so this is when we see like Dean and, and Beanie walk in. And it's just like, this all seems like a, a very casual conversation, but it's like once you see the breadcrumbs, you can kind mm. of point to this Chappelle and be like, oh, like it's a little ick now. Yeah. And I don't want to make people feel bad for being friends with their teachers in college because in, in college, I definitely had some teachers that were a lot, uh, a lot more lax in their like handlings with us and like would invite us to like dinner like as a group or something like that. Like we'd all go to like, it, like almost like adult field trips. Like we're all going mm -hmm. to this thing that might be class related in a way 
or even once I got to be like a senior, like I definitely had drinks with my teachers before, but it was never like um like any anything inappropriate. It's always in the broad daylight, you know. <laughs> but yeah. I so I don't want to make people feel like like I'm like this huge hypocrite who didn't like befriend my teachers. It's just for me, I've never like that's never been something I, I wanted to present to my students. Like yeah. I, I know we might seem like we get along. And yes, I know you watch Survivor and Big Brother, but I cannot talk to you anymore. You have to go away. Um, and so fair, I just really wish he had that energy too. Yeah, um, to be fair, I think it's also because, Chappelle, like, you're super young and like you're pretty mm. cool and you got a good sneaker collection. Oh, thanks. Oh, my so, God. So, this is Chappelle compliment hour. No, no, no. <laughs> no, like I'm saying that. Like, I feel like this is all things that young kids would see or. Mm you know yeah. teenagers would see and be like oh yeah like i can he's going to be easier to crack than most so i yeah, think you're not that, some like old fuddy-duddy like yeah like Feeny looks like you know yeah in 30 mm -hmm. years you can be the old fuddy-duddy that like plays basketball with the kids but right now you're like the cool <laughs> hip guy and you probably shouldn't be doing that yeah, yeah. More, more like mr turner than Stewart. you know like it's like i'm i'm yeah I, you probably are uh, like drawn to me because i seem like i'm cool but also like let's not get like let's not make any mistakes here you are still a student and i'm yeah. the yeah. teacher here so that's that's kind of like i guess what i was aiming for when i became an educator but this episode has always been front of mind i will i have never forgotten this as long as i've been uh, yeah. like since i've seen it the first time I, it's probably always stuck with me yeah and so then we see um we see the dean and and feeny going to get coffee together and she asks what he's drinking he's like oh i'll get it i'm the new teacher on campus i don't know if it would be professional to accept a drink from my boss and again this is like Feeny's thinking we get like Feeny's thinking versus Stewart's thinking and how he's immediately like this isn't cool like I should pay for my own drink and she like insists and then we find out Feeny's drink order Sarah what do you think of this double blended non-fat no whip frappuccino yeah this set me over the edge I <laughs> first like I was like okay what why double blended and then I was like okay wait this might be genius because why are you likes, double blending it because nobody wants ice chips in their frap and whenever you have a frappuccino it's always chunky so if you double blend it then it's extra smooth genius feeny non-fat we love a healthy king prefer an oat milk these days or an almond milk not a fan of cow milk it just tastes gross and it is gross no whip feeny you're 70 you can you can treat yourself to some whipped cream um honestly so i was surprised he had a, a cold drink at all i pictured him as like a black coffee bitch you know i feel, drunk. I feel dragged coffee. right now calm down i am a black coffee bitch apparently <laughs> um well because he's old and old people are like what is this grande nonsense give me a black coffee i'm old i drink my coffee black i don't drink nothing lighter than me as, 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 as in practice <laughs> See, I, I'm like a, I'm not, Feeny's order is very specific. No, it's I not. get very over a non-fat, no whip prep. The double get, blended is double a blended, little bit over the edge. I get very, um, like, it's like too much when I go into like a coffee shop and there's like a bazillion options. I'm like, I don't know what half of these are. And I know there's like. You know, Starbucks, they, like, get mad if you don't order things in the right order when you say the order. And it's, like, very overwhelming for me. So I'm usually just, like, give me an iced latte. Like, that's that's it. Like, it's two words. Any more than, like, three words, and it's, like, too overwhelming for me to try to order it. Too much milk. Mm, no, I love that the nice latte. No, the, the milk to coffee ratio in a latte is very sus. I prefer a <laughs> cappuccino. Yeah, but you can't have an iced not. cappuccino. Yes, you can. 
How are you gonna have an iced cappuccino? There's no foam. You put foam. Have you heard of the phenomenon of cold foam? No. Cold There's foam. Okay, yeah. Chappelle didn't either, so it's not just me. Well, I'm yeah. a black coffee ass bitch, so yeah. let's be very clear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's what the foam. Hell is cold foam. How do you make cold foam? Uh, I do. I look like a barista. I don't like, know. No way it is. Uh, I audacity yeah, to be like audacity to be like. Don't you know that there's cold foam? And then me ask her, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> do I look like a barista? It's, <laughs> it's oh foam that's God. cold. Uh, but I don't like the foam because I never even end up eating it, so it's just like wasteful to me. Or drink it? Do you eat foam or you drink foam? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, not my ministry. <laughs> I'm not a barista. Anyway. Um, and so obviously the dean points out, she's like, you're not for used to people doing things for you, are you? And he's like, well, I take care of myself. And she tells him to relax. And then he asks for a biscotti. <laughs> she's like, I'm not rich, Feeny. <laughs> I Wait, I, I, I really want to talk about biscotti. Are we up or down on biscotti? I'm mostly down because it's just like I don't really understand what I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> well, like you like it's just like there, right? It's just like you're supposed yeah. to like dunk it in the coffee, but then it gets soggy, and like I don't want a soggy cookie. Yeah, oh. it's just it, it's yeah. just I don't I don't really soggy cookie either. You know, like I remember those cookies and milk kids. I was never one of those kids. You know, oh, I was milk. a cookies and milk bitch. Yes, this is you're supposed to get the biscotti thing. Like that's supposed to make sense it's to you, not soggy cookie the same. lady. It's not Hello. the same as like Jessica. an Oreo that's like falling apart into the milk. No, but uh, why do you want the the cookies in the milk though? Because it makes them so much better. The cookies or the milk? Right. What are you? Are you? The you're cookies. decreasing the quality of the cookie by increasing the quality of the milk. What's happening here? I feel like you both are going to be like on the outside of this. Like I'm going to put a poll up and like <laughs> you're so wrong. Not you're the so poll. Wrong. Nobody I've not lost soggy a single cookies poll, in their milk. Sarah. <laughs> it's because you you haven't lost a poll because you're like I Jessica Sterling with my 800 Twitter followers are going to put out a poll with my you target audience. On, you have put a polls on the podcast Twitter. And I've always won still. I don't know. Seth. And that is they, they love you. us equally, obviously. I don't know. So what is the question on the poll, Sarah? Is it, do you like soggy cookies? No, no. It is, do you like your cookies dunked in milk? And I feel like it has to be Oreos specifically because just Oreos. I don't dunk any no, other cookies in milk. No, 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 no. We have to do like the parent trap peanut butter and, and Oreos if we're on one Oreo thing. And also, okay, I really have to correct the way i say oreo yeah i just heard you say ario i keep saying it and i won't i can't stop it's and because I, you say orange like that too orange. you say orange, orange. <laughs> i like that and i can't, I, I can't say it because it sounds out of whack to say it, ario it definitely does and i don't know where bad. this came from it's but... your accent what do you mean where did it come from i don't know it just does not sound right okay what do you want me to do <laughs> twitter.com yeah, go to a poll, and yes. that's why you're putting it out before the podcast comes out, so you can't even say shenanigans. I never said it was favoritism. I just, based off of the podcast, I said that you go put it out to your Twitter Twitter followers. But they don't know where I stand. They know. That's true. How oh, do they, they do know? They probably Sarah. Do. They know you. Your followers they are tapped in. I'm one of them. Yeah. We're tapped in. We're tapped in. <laughs> What's the question? Do you like to like sorry 
Do you like to put, do you like to dunk Oreos in milk? To dunk. No, I think you have to say cookies. No, because I specifically said Oreos. I don't like all cookies dunked in milk. Maybe the poll should be about the biscotti. No. You know what? That was the whole point. (laughs) Is that where we started with this? I think so. (laughs) Somehow we've got to dunking Oreos in uh, Oreos. (laughs) Oreos. Yeah, I like the polls. Uh, Do you like, do you dunk your Oreos in milk? Yeah, Arios. Make sure you spell it like that too. Arios. Yeah. R E O. Like Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, let's see what they say. Ew, gross. <laughs> Someone said ew, We're gross. Already, re- already getting responses within three seconds. Live people on the are, podcast. Yeah, I'll people are disgusted. Too, so that can see. <laughs> I retweet it too. This would be there fun. There you go. It's for science. It is. All for right. science. All um, right. The. Oreo. Oh my God! Sing Oreos like Oreo. that. Oreo. Yeah, yum or ew, gross. <laughs> and I just retweeted it. I didn't quote tweet and say Jessica's followers do yum. So there you go. I did vote in the poll though. A call okay. to action for the followers. <laughs> yes, Caesar. Anyway, moving on. We have Eric. Of course, he's in the student lounge because he will be there permanently now. Um, and Eric immediately, Eric is like you, Chappelle, where Eric is just like, I don't like him. I don't know him. He's not cool. Eric says, I have a gift. I know people. And he's just like, mm-mm, mm-mm, not into it. Um, and then, uh, and then he's just like, he sees, Ra- I, don't, I don't know what's happening. I can't stand this like Rachel thing anymore of like, just constantly she like turns around and he's like whoa look at you like constantly she felt too much he's like i would like i can't wait to come home to something like that like you do you do you live with her (laughs) Um, so i know you know dumb eric just pops up randomly halfway through the last season and we're just like oh he's dumb now but dumb eric is my favorite character on the show uh, when I was a kid, when I was younger, I was like pro Corey. I remember thinking like, okay, like if I lived in a nuclear family with a, in a suburban home, um, then I would be like a Corey Matthews type. But as I got older, I started to realize that I am stupid. And so I was like, okay, dumb Eric might be where I'm kind of going to be more at home. And so throughout these next two seasons, I really connect with Eric in a, just the goofiest way. Like, so a lot of the stuff he does has no merit on the show. It's just stupidity for stupidity's sake. But here, I like to see that he kind of does have his finger on the pulse because, again, he can automatically see that uh, Stuart's not great. And he has some really good moments in this episode stacking up for his brother. The Matthews family really shows up for Corey throughout this episode. Yeah. And so, and I think it starts here with Eric. Yeah. I think my big issue with it is just, they make him so dumb, Sarah. Like they make him so dumb where that's like his entire personality. And I love how he's so loyal, but he's so dumb. You know, I think that what the show is actually trying to do here is yes, he's dumb but then he's the one that sees the truth. So then it balances it out. It's never, it's really, really dumb, but then they try to make it never um, too dumb. They're just, I think that that's the game that they're trying to play. And I think that having him being the straight character in this, where he's like, Mm-hmm. I see that how it really is. I see the truth. He's not a good guy. I think that is attempting to counteract how dumb he is. Yeah. And I will say like, 
with this heavy of an episode, they do need the comedic relief here. So I, I did enjoy Eric saying, like, listen, I have a sense for these things. It's a fifth sense. And Jack's like, you mean a sixth sense? And he's like, no, dude, that's smell. You got to be lucky to get that. <laughs> he doesn't trust Stanley. He just doesn't. I mean, or Stuart or whatever his name is. He doesn't trust uh, that guy. He's not Stanley to me. It was so <laughs> funny. Uh, he's like, he's bad news. Uh, and so he's like, he's like looking over at Stewart, who's playing uh, pool with Topanga. Um, and then it gets so much worse, um, where Angela and Topanga are in their dorm room and they're studying and Stewart is there. And again, it's like, this is what fucking office hours are for. Like yes. you should never, ever under any circumstance be in someone's dorm room. It's so inappropriate. Like if you want to talk to like Topanga about her paper, do it after class, do it at your office hours, do it in the fucking library. Like do not do it in her dorm room it's so inappropriate and it skeeved me out the second he was in there it was so gross to me i can't Ugh. Yeah. It, yeah exactly that's what office hours are for and it's it's extremely creepy that he was in the dormitories luckily um these days i think dorms are like heavily guarded you basically need to give up your firstborn to get into a dorm that you don't live in <laughs> So mm -hmm. at I least did. at least it's not an mm -hmm. issue any longer. But yeah. yeah, he he's he's creeping all over the place. He's on the freshman floor of the dorm telling Hansen to give him a paper, then goes in and talks to Topanga about the paper. Um, and then it, and then it, and then he's like, Oh, Angela, I don't have your paper on me, but like I can talk to you about it from memory. Yeah, he I know he doesn't because this is where he tries to get in his defense, right? Of like, well, I didn't ask Angela to leave. And it's like, okay, but the way you said that made her feel like you don't want to talk to me about my paper, so I should just go, Chappelle. Like it was very obvious what was happening here. Yeah, and even if Angela was like, Oh no, let's stay and talk about it, like that just would have just like put off this moment that was bound to happen eventually like he was bound yeah. to try to make a move and so yeah it didn't have to be this exact moment but the fact that she left just made this his time to strike uh, but he would have done it eventually he was working his way up to it i yeah. hate seeing him in his dorm i just i like even and this is just a, a advice to educators separate yourself just don't put yourself in, in positions where this something like this could happen and it be innocent and misconstrued because there's a point in this episode where he tries to flip it. And there are cases where students lie. They do. Like every not, not every student is virtuous. But, you know, if you put yourself in someone's dorm room, you're opening yourself up to something like that. I, I run yes. from students in Walmart. Like, don't talk to me. We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no. so, like, to go to their dorm. Yeah, they're like, is that Mr. No, it's not. Bye. You know, like, you know how many, how many social media accounts I have to block? every year when i start like uh school and stuff like that because i don't want your parents talking to me we're not friends you're, yeah. you're not my friend yeah. like that's just separate yourself it protects you and the student that's that's yeah. why we have these rules it's really crazy because i remember if i was in school and i saw a teacher nothing would make me happier to see mm -hmm. that teacher out of school really i hid i was like i don't want to say hi to them Mm -mm, I run because students are like Sarah. They're yeah. they like, oh my God, what are you doing here? What are you buying? Like pizza rolls. Damn. You know, like, <laughs> Don't pull up. I was that kid. I was definitely that kid. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what uh -huh. are you out there? There's like, like yeah. looking through the shopping cart, like, oh, oh yeah. 110%. And you get to, to school. To 
Well, you get to school. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah, we do know this. Sarah we know this about her. Yes. But you get back to work the, like yeah. on Monday, forgetting that you ran into this kid. And the first thing you hear is like, how are those pizza rolls, Mr. Chappelle? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. 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 You're so right, though. That's exactly what a kid would do. Yeah. Stupid kids. Stop calling me out, man. Let me eat my pizza rolls in peace. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, Tanga mentions they were going to go down to the student union and she says, oh, Angela, like, I'll catch up with you. Like, go ahead and down and I'll meet up with you later. And Angela jokingly says, you two leave the door open. Uh, and Topanga's like, oh, get out of here. And they do they do leave the door open. Like, Topanga, no, Stuart, neither one of them closes it. Um, and Stuart picks up a photo of Topanga's mom and he asks, oh, is this your mom? Uh, and he goes, she's really pretty. And Topanga says, thank you. And so Stuart gestures to the bed says sit down and Stuart sits in the desk chair so there is some separation at first uh and he says the paper was too good to fizzle out at the conclusion you're too smart for that and then he says like here look at this and he like again we know that this is his move to like get her closer to him um and he says it's possible to cross the line morally and yet not cross the line actually he says now that's vague I don't know what you're talking about and she says well the paper was on morality and ethics I was just saying there are gray areas and so, like, he – it's, like, so creepy to me, Chappelle, that, like, he did this on purpose, right? Like, he read this paper, saw that line, and was like, I can use this. Like, a predator. Yeah. Yes. And in a weird way, you wonder if he convinced himself that she was coming on to him, right? That that, yeah. that that paper was her, like, hinting at something. Because, like, we have such obvious chemistry. It's so palpable. And, like, he comes to her dorm and says, leave the door open. Like, he clearly thinks this is something that I could just get away with. So yeah. maybe maybe in a weird way he's convinced himself that this was his opening. But, yeah, even if he hadn't convinced himself that and he just used this one line as, like, his, like, long con he's so gross this is, i hate this guy yeah. so much um yeah and then watching it as an adult watching it 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 just makes me a lot more uncomfortable like when i was a kid i was like ew he sucks but like now i'm kind of just like topanga get out of there you know like this could yeah. get really because, bad you know yeah because we remember what it was like to be that age right like we're much older now and so i remember what it was like to be 17 18 19 and i remember being someone who wasn't as willing to like stand up for myself right like you're very insecure when you're that age and it's so easy to be taken advantage of especially by somebody who is above you who is supposed to be someone who is guiding you teaching you all of those things it's so easy for them to get under your skin and kind of, you know what I mean? And manipulate you in that way. And so Sarah, I feel like something that is different watching it now, uh, being like in my thirties is like how much I feel for Topanga in this moment of like, gosh, haven't we all been in a similar situation where something is making us uncomfortable, but we feel weird saying anything because we're like, maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe this is like, maybe I'm the asshole because I think this person is coming on to me. Like we've all been in these situations and it's so awful to watch it happening. Right. Um, because sometimes you're in a situation where uh, you think somebody is interested and maybe they're not. And then that makes you feel like you're stupid when you bring it up. So then you kind of feel like you can never do that sort of thing again or you're too embarrassed to. And of course, he's in a position of power. He's a teacher. He holds mm -hmm. the grades in his hands. Uh, we, as you know, Topanga really, really values grades. So she doesn't want to jeopardize right. her, her um, schoolwork in that sense. Um, and sometimes you're just so 
you know, bamboozled by the moment itself that you are not able to create those boundaries for yourself. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's just, and also she's comfortable with him because she's comfortable with him because he's cool guy Stuart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's all of these things wrapped into it where she's not able to put the boundaries in and say, I need you to leave right now. Um, I'm, if Corey doesn't come in at this moment, then I, I honestly don't know what could have transpired. I'm, I'm pretty confident that maybe Stanley slash Stewart would want to, um, like, yeah, he would have more gone further. A yeah. Kiss or something. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Um, she, she's definitely in a position where, you know, it's the, the friendly teacher as well. So like now do you want to get him in trouble? Right. Everybody loves it. Yep. This is the one yep. teacher that Sean can connect with in his whole, whatever, you know, 18 years of school and all this other stuff. And so I was like, she's just in such a bad spot. The power dynamic so off. He has no business being there. And yeah, yep. thank God Corey came in. Yeah. And so he like does this thing where he stands and he starts talking about, like, I want you to be more specific. And then he sits next to her and he says, the devil's in the details. I'm sitting you with here. I'm your teacher and I find you attractive. But we're talking about the assignment. Have I crossed the line? And me shouting at my television screen is like, yes, absolutely. Yes. The moment you walked in that door room. Yes. And Tabanka says, no, I don't think so. And then he says, I'm your teacher. I think you're attractive. And now we're not talking about the paper. Have we crossed the line? And she's like very confused, obviously, because she's like, you were here to talk to me about my paper. So she says, what? And he takes her hand and he says, I think about you. I'd like to see you more than on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, and he says, uh, this is, uh, is this where it gets gray? And he gestures towards the photo and he asks when she went to the vineyard. And she's like thrown off at this point, like doesn't understand what's going on. She like answers two summers ago. Um, and then he like, I, I feel like all this is a game to him. Like he's throwing her off and mm -hmm. like making her imagine like, this is in her head or something like I, I feel like he's it's, it's like such manipulation on his part absolutely um, and then he's he like goes back to it and he says we're adults and then he sits down next to her again he says I'd like to get you know to know you better and he like touches her hair he says and that's what I'm gonna do and Topanga at this point says you're making me uncomfortable I want you to leave and at this point he needs to get up and leave like first of all he shouldn't have even been there but when Topanga says I want you to leave you are no longer you are no longer involved, like should be in her dorm room at all. Like if someone asks you to leave Chappelle, you need to just fucking leave. Oh gosh. Yeah. He, the fact that she explicitly said the words and he did not just immediately get up and leave, just let you know, like this man needs to be fired immediately. Um, yeah. like, and then the touching of her hair and her hands and stuff like that. Like, again, I've been working in education for a while now. You cannot touch me. I, when, when I was uh, with the, with the little kids, uh, it was the second graders. They like to hug. And, and kids are disgusting. I'm, no, no disrespect to kids, but they all have germs and they all like they wipe their hands on things and they don't wash their hands. I just get away from me. But the most I would do is a hand hug with kids. And it's where you like a high five, but you just kind of just hold it. <laughs> That's it. And it's at <laughs> arm's length. <laughs> so like kids run up to you, Mr. Chappelle, I, 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 wait, stay over there, over there, yeah. hand hug, you know, from like a mile distance. And uh, the kids enjoy Genius. it after a while. But it's just to keep these little little kids from like just latching onto you because they they like affection. He's a grown ass man dealing with a grown ass yeah. woman. Don't touch her. What are you doing? She she shouldn't be touching you. You shouldn't be touching her. You should get out. Um, yeah, she. It's just, it's frustrating. This whole episode is frustrating. But like I said, if Corey hadn't walked in, who knows what would have yeah. happened? 
Yeah, especially it gets it's like so much even ickier. Again, it's already super icky when she says, I want you to leave. And he says, that's not what you want. I cannot stand this. This is like misogyny, predatory behavior 101. Like, don't try to tell somebody what they want. Topanga knows what she wants in this moment and she wants you to leave. Um, And this is when Corey comes in. Uh, and he goes, oh, if I wasn't such a trusting boyfriend, look how bad this would look. You don't make house calls on me, Stuart. Uh, and he like he stands immediately, which is like, again, if you if you thought that you had to stand here, Stuart, you should know what you were doing is wrong. Uh, and he says, oh, I'm talking to the brains of the family. And he goes, oh, I'm going to leave this to Panga. We'll finish this later. And Corey, it's just Sarah is just like, oh, this is so great. Like Feeney would never be in a dorm room. Sean's so right about him. He's a whole other league. I mean, Corey's an idiot. If I mean, if I was Corey and I saw took one look at Topanga's face, I would yeah. know that this is a really bad situation. And it took him, you know, five beats too long to make that yeah. connection. So shame on yeah. Corey for not reading the room. He he's trying to do the trust thing. Remember, we talked about Angela kissing him, and they just yeah, laying in that bed. That was like so recent like, too, right? So it's probably front of mind. Like, oh no, we've established that I should not be worried about her kissing my best friend because I I made all that up in my head anyway. But also, like you know, there's nothing to worry about. Topanga's grown. Stewart is obviously an adult who's going to do the right thing that everybody likes. So there's nothing. There's nothing to see here. But like, like you said, he should have read her face. Like this is. Yeah. We we are led to believe that y'all have been in love since the day you came out the womb, and so <laughs> by now you should be able to pick up on these social cues since y'all have been dating since y'all were three yeah. years old. I do really like though that um Topanka is able to tell Corey like that she doesn't hold back or feel like it's her fault or you know what I mean. Like in this moment, she says, "I didn't like him being here. I didn't like it at all." Like. I love that she is able to immediately tell Corey what happened because in a different show, in a different world, different characters, she doesn't tell Corey. And not that there's shame. I'm not trying to put shame on anybody for any reason, but I just love personally that that is what happened because it, I can't imagine being Topanga and and not being able to tell somebody about this. I think, I think that tracks with Topanga herself. We've seen her from like a young girl being very confident in herself um and kind of uh stand up for what's right so i think that this tracks with topanga's character and it tracks with an adult version of topanga's character as well to know the situation read it right away or being able to articulate that doesn't make her feel good or comfortable or safe um so i'm i'm happy that we got topanga um that she didn't have to feel like she had to keep it a secret or that she did something wrong in this moment. I yeah. think it shows it's, it's really good to show young girls watching this show. Oh, like Topanga was able to talk about it. And she like said something to the people that she trusts the most. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good lesson to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey believed her, you know, like that's another good yeah. thing to show. Like you're supposed to believe people when they make, when they talk about these things, because if you don't, like it could be so harmful and hurtful to them. And you know, you just, you just believe women when they make these, uh, like these statements to you, you have to, you have to take it and, and just take her word for it in that moment and just see how uncomfortable she is. Um, so yeah, I think this episode, yeah, hopefully people got a lot of that from Topanga, you know, like when we, when we start off talking about her, when she's little, we talk about like how much of a style icon is she, you know, how her hair and stuff like that. But by the time she's in like a senior in high school, she really starts making some really adult choices, some very yeah. mature choices. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy that Boy Meets World was able to explore that. 
Yeah, I always have felt like Topanga has been someone who's willing to like speak up and stand up for things she believes in, which is like a whole other reason why the show is so iconic and like uh people like us love to watch it because we we valued Topanga, right? Like we looked up to her. We thought, wow, she's like a very strong woman to to look up to rather than being the third wheel on a show, right? Uh, the minute that she is finally a full-blown character, we we said it for so many seasons, Sarah, like, when is Topanga going to be, like, fully in the show? And by the time she is, we're, like, very invested in her. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Um, so we're at the student union and, uh, all of them are kind of sitting around in a circle talking about soap opera names. Apparently it's your middle name and the street that you, you street that you live on. Mm. And so Rachel says Kimberly Beaumont, which is a honestly good, a very good, good one. Yeah. That's a yeah, great soap opera name. name. Yeah. Um, why don't we try our first street so that we don't I was gonna say I'm not gonna die too much <laughs> my first street that I was on is gonna be so bad it's like Ann Gill <laughs> quality That's soap opera terrible it's terrible quality <laughs> Oh no! Uh, good. Ann Gill no I kind of like that Gil. that's like a very young and the restless name yeah, yeah. Ann Gill Ann Gill uh <sighs> Jillian Donald. Oh, see, that's Jillian a good Donald. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I would be Clifton Garrison. Oh, that's shit. the best. That, that was, I feel yeah. like you added the third at the end and you're like set. <laughs> then you're right I'm, there. Technically, if my name was Clifton, then I would have been the third. My father is there you the, go. the second and my, my grandfather is the first, but I'm the only one not named Clifton. But my middle name is Clifton. So there you Clifton go. Garrison, I, like perfect. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh my God, yours yes. is the best one. <laughs> Kimberly Beaumont. We have Jonathan Cumberland. Uh, and then Jack says, Eric, your middle name is Randall. And he goes, Tony Randall, the odd couple. And he's just like, what? What the fuck? Like, what are you going on about? Well, yeah, Eric, what are you fucking saying? doing, man? This you game don't is get so the game. I can't. I can't. He's so dumb. Ugh. And then Stuart's there. And Corey runs over to him. And like Topanga's watching this whole time. And he's like, oh, I need yeah. to talk to you on the patio. Um, and Stuart immediately starts talking about Corey's paper and Corey's like, we're, that's not what I'm here about. He said, Topanga was really uncomfortable with your dorm visit. She thought you were hitting on her. And Stuart says, what if I was, which I was like, the Corey fuck, didn't hit him bro? fast enough. He yeah. didn't hit him fast enough. Yeah. Like, that should have yeah. been his, like, it should have been a reflex. I was kind of disappointed with Corey for being so understanding. So long. <laughs> uh, what if I did it? Oh, what if you didn't? Like, oh, okay, cool. Bet. Like that would have yeah. all right. Yeah. All right, Stuart. Yeah. I I, I want to commend um uh Daniel Fischel's acting in this role in this scene because it's kind of like all I've been in this moment where my head is in a different place than what the rest of my friends are talking about. They're talking about something stupid and I'm so distracted and like watching something else while people are like talking to you. And I, and then like, finally, like when you catch a word, you're like, I, I can't do this right now. And I thought that she performed it really well in this moment. Yeah. yeah. 
the um the conversation that's happening inside is still very funny because they're still talking about the uh the soap opera names and this is one of the jokes that stands out to me from angela i never forget this joke because uh not because of the shanae martin luther king boulevard but the fact that she says i need more black friends because trust mm-hmm. me throughout the series i'm like where are your black friends <laughs> and I thought that joke was very funny you know so uh yeah while all that is happening we've you know she's just kind of like zoned out Topanga yeah, can't even pay distracted. attention and that's when we find out about her middle name being Shmabugi. Shmabugi. the quality uh, middle name because it's too weird for her to share yeah <laughs> and then we see Stuart just like flies through the doors because Corey punched him and everybody's just like standing there Stuart stands and he says congratulations you just got yourself kicked out of college um and it's like the it immediately shift scenes um to Corey and sean's dorm room where like the four of them are standing there and sean is just like i don't know why you did that to stewart like what's going on and sean or Corey's just like i've never hit anybody before like i don't know i don't know what's going mm, on is that true though when did he hit somebody i'm trying to remember he pushed his dad oh that's true he got he a little aggressive with sean once yeah. yeah they did feeny had him, to separate him, them him and eric have fought in the bedroom uh a couple times like a little tussle yeah. So, I feel know. like he means I've never like cold cock punched someone in the face before, you know? Yeah. Like that I makes no sense to Corey, me. Corey's a little volatile. Well, you never forget your first punch. And for it to make it for him to make it that far, that commend him. I've never I punched mean, anybody. Is your first punch not your siblings? I've not, I've never punched mm. my brother. Oh, yeah, me. Either. I should have I punched my brother, but I haven't. Oh, I, God, I wish I could have punched my brother so many times. Right. What do you mean, like, Jessica? I, you've never punched your brother? No, not that I could think of. Like, I'm pretty sure I've like kicked him though. But what like, not nice a little trip. Oh, a hundred percent, I've tripped him. I used to do this thing, <laughs> um, at my house. So my childhood house had like this arch, and there were kind of like walls behind it. And so every single night, um, it, like we'd always had to brush our teeth in the same bathroom, which was in the front. And so I'd wait for him to walk through, and I would jump out and scare him every night. And I got him every night and he would get so mad he'd be like, mom just scared me again and i remember one time she was just like she does it every night like, you know it's coming like just stop <laughs> <laughs> but he deserved it so no oh. regrets <laughs> <laughs> anyway um and so sean is like you're gonna get like in big trouble for this um and then amy and alan show up and alan is just like i i love this immediately he's like doesn't matter what happened we're behind you no matter what happened and it's just like i love this from them Chappelle, that they like automatically believe Corey that Corey wouldn't do this for no reason right and i i'm so envious of that because my parents definitely would not have believed me they would have like what did you do this time? Like, I swear it wasn't like I had a reason. I'm like, you always act like this. And I'm t- I promise you, I was not a bad kid. I just, uh, I'm just a, a goofy kid, you know? And so yeah. I got into some stuff, but I, my family would not believe me as a default. They just wouldn't. And so seeing Alan rushing in and being like, I got your back, even when he finds out, like he did something incredibly stupid, like hitting a teacher. He still didn't like say, well, are you done? You know, good luck. You know, he still was there. I mean, even that Alan and Amy showed up so quickly, um, you know, I, it's just, I, it's very refreshing to see them there and yeah. just kind of supporting him and Topanga, you know, uh, Amy's made some choices recently with Topanga that I didn't like. Uh, and so to see her kind of come into Corey and Topanga's aid here, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, especially, and I, I, I do love Alan being like, you idiot, I thought you hit a student until he like, you know, gets more information. It is very funny. Uh, but they do ask him like, why did you hit him? 
Uh, he's like, did he threaten you? Did he hit you? What did he do? Uh, he made a move on Topanga in her dorm room. And like, you could tell Amy and Alan are just like shocked. Like, they're like, what the hell are, what do we do with this? You know? And Eric barges in. I can, I can testify in court. The teacher hit, I repeat, hit young Corey Matthews. <laughs> All you need is somebody to back up your story. Yes. His brother, like, was right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of energy that you want from your family. Like, he came yeah. in, he's like, look, I don't care. Well, if I got to lie, I'm alive. But my brother's not getting kicked out of school because this yeah. guy's a mega creep. I don't like him anyway. Stanley can go. Yeah, and I, I love, so Corey then's like, I hit him, Eric. And he's like, yeah, I know, saw it, man. That dude sailed. <laughs> it's <laughs> it like, a good hit. Eric is really good at providing the comedic relief in, like, a really heavy episode. Um, and he's like, mom, dad, you know about my fifth sense, right? And Amy's just like so over it. She's like, you've told us about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is not as bad. I could feel it in my veins. Uh, and Feeney just like barges in where I'm like, everybody's just like, can we go to like somewhere else? Like, why are we all in this tiny dorm room together? It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but Feeney is pissed off because he's like, I, you can't talk to that woman. She's the dean, but you can't reason with her. Uh, and he's like really upset because obviously he had tried to have a conversation with her and she was like, nope, rules are rules. So, I mean, I, we end up loving Dean at the end, but I just wish, I don't know. I feel like in this moment you need to call Topanga in. Like, I don't think you need to do the whole hearing thing. I feel like you need to talk to Topanga first because at this point, like we haven't seen what happened, Sarah, but like, I kind of assumed that Feeney knows why Corey punched him and Feeney went to the Dean with that information, but it's yeah. never really explicitly stated. Yeah. I think that also there was about like 20 other students that probably saw this thing occur and then overheard I mean, news travels really fast in schools like this. So I think that the Dean did know, but you have to hear the whole story from both sides. And I guess that's why we had to go into this trial, which I totally disagree with this trial. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, not like, you know, mock nations or whatever the thing is called. <laughs> United mock nations. United nations. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not that. Say mock nations, y'all. Mock um, nation. So I, I get why they have to they have to have the hearing because there's two different things going on. For one, the dean needs to be investigating the the you know Title IX allegation, right? The sexual misconduct allegation that Topanga is basically about to make about Stewart, but she hasn't right. officially made that allegation. This is a now right now this trial or this uh, hearing, I guess this disciplinary hearing is about Corey striking a person, right? Because. Right rarely mm. on the campus can you hit somebody and not have to go through this right like it, it, that, that person would have had to like basically just be beating the crap out of you for you to be able to hit them back and not get any type of repercussions you know and not have right. to sit in one of these hearings but for you to throw the first punch that was going to happen automatically especially because it's dealing with a staff member so it was just that i think mr feeney just kind of got ahead of himself he saw his kids being you know under attack and he just went to bat for them like uh he didn't understand either. He was seeing red at that point. Like, Stuart messed up because Chloe wouldn't have done this. Topanga's yeah. not lying. And we don't need to do this just to get rid of Stuart. Um, but there there, there are rules and, you know, and, and yeah. protocol you have to follow. And so it just sucks because you really hope that in this situation it would be pretty much black and white. But, again, people lie. And so you really yeah. do have to go through the necessary avenues sometimes. 
I guess what I wished had happened in this is that there would have been two separate things happening because there are mm-hmm. two different things happening. Like they needed they needed to talk to Topanga one on one without Stuart there and then have this hearing for Corey. Like, in my opinion, it's two completely separate issues, even if they bleed together, because that's the reason Corey hit him. And so, like, we miss out on a lot of Topanga getting to say what happened to her and Topanga getting to speak up because we're too focused on is Corey going to get kicked out of school because he punched a teacher, you know? Oh, 100%. I think that's the weakest part of the episode. I think that is where this episode falls short for me is that it was a Topanga-centric episode that became a Corey-centric episode. And so, like, at the end, they're just like, oh, and we'll deal with you later, Stuart. We're going to investigate this. But that was it. You know, Topanga's just kind of just like, well, I got sexually harassed, but thank God my boyfriend didn't get kicked out of school. Like, we really have to address her as the central issue because I think she was. Yeah. Yeah, that's what bothers me most about this episode. And again, I think they handle the next part pretty well, but it's it's just it's the part that we're missing so much of of the Topanga of it all. Um, so we're in the student union again, and Eric is there with um Rachel uh and Jack, and he sees Stuart and he's just like, Come with me, come with me. And he's like trying to like sneak around. Um, and Jack, Jack is done. He's like, why can't I have better friends? Like, why is this my life? Jack, you could have better friends. You don't have to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're roommates with somebody doesn't mean that you have to hang out with them every single day of the week. Yeah. Uh, and he says, um, okay, you see that guy over there? That's the guy that hit young Corey Matthews. Now have a plan. You have to listen because it's extremely complicated. And he says to Rachel, I want you to go over there and flaunt yourself. And it's just like, or sorry, he says the Jack first, and then he changes it to Rachel. But it's just like, Eric, this is such a bad idea, dude. Like, this yeah. is such a bad idea. Yeah, I think that, and then I think that this um, also pokes fun at Topanga's situation, and I don't think that's, you know, I don't yeah. think that's the greatest statement that the show could make. Yeah, we see variations of this in other TV shows where somebody does something and you can't prove it, so you send somebody undercover with like maybe right. like a like, like a recording device or something to get them caught in the act. Uh, and Eric is trying to jump directly to that right now. Like in like five seconds after this event happened, he's like, "Okay, in broad daylight, walk over to that man, throw yourself at him, and hope that he hits on you so that we can prove that he, you know, was inappropriate with Topanga." And it's like Eric is dumb. You know, it's just this is not how this is going to work. Also, he's trying to show them how to flaunt. And he's just kind of like, like a girl, just kind of like giggle, like Jack, you do it. And Jack is not having it either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, again, I think that there are ways where they were making light of this episode because it's one of those shows that makes light of things. But like there's there's probably like if I could redo this, you would probably take this part out yeah. or make it a little bit more serious in that in that matter. To where then it's Rachel not, in with a wire, not like uh-huh. make a jokey. Yeah. Yeah. Because the joke ends up being that either this guy saw directly through the whole plan or he's just not attractive to Rachel. And so it becomes again, less about the situation with Topanga and more just about the comedy of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she like Rachel gets all upset and it's like, Oh, am I too tall for you? Is it the red hair? Like she gets all pissed off and like leaves. Um, And then uh, Topanga comes in and, uh, and so then Eric is trying to get Jack to do it. And Topanga walks over to Stewart and she says, you did cross the line, used a position of power unethically, and Corey protected me the only way he knew how. Now it's my turn for me to do the same thing for him. You leave Corey alone. You make this go away or I'll tell the dean that you came on to me. And Stewart says, you came on to me. 
mm-hmm. and then he says, see you at the hearing. This and it's sick. It's sick. Mm-hmm. It's so upsetting because it's like, I already like to think I wish you had jo- gone to the Dean already. Like I wish you had said not, and I'm not blaming her at all, but it's so sad that she is trying to use this to save Corey and Stuart is trying to flip it on her, Sarah. It's so disgusting after what he already did. Yeah, um, she, she is thinking more so about Corey in this moment than her and her than her and her issue or her experience, and that's super sad because Chappelle's absolutely right. This become comes from a Topanga uh, centric episode to become a Corey centric episode, and I think that's just super messed up. And then, yeah, of course, what Stewart said is so ick and disgusting and the way that he turns it around on her it feels just dirty and and she's still trying to protect him because he's like a friend instead of a yep, teacher right exactly like so she's like yeah. i won't tell if you make this go away when in reality her telling could make this go away but she's giving him an olive branch she's saying we don't have to go this route. Like you screwed up, but whatever. I, I care more about Corey than my own well-being. And because we're so friendly, you know, I want to make sure that you you know that I'm I have the opportunity to throw you under the bus and I'm just not going to unless you make me. Uh and that's why I said the power dynamic is so off. And and this is why you don't even allow yourself to have these type of friendships yeah. with students in a lot of these situations because this is just it just blurs the line too much she doesn't even know her rights at that point she's too busy trying yeah. to save him like he's a student he's not a student at all this is somebody who completely ab- abused their power with you this is not you know your yeah. friend from homeroom you know trying to get you to cheat on your boyfriend you know so yeah i i, I don't like that at all and then every time he flips it this is like the hatred that you have for this man yeah. just like <sighs> so angry <laughs> looking at Stuart. Um, and so then we have the, the whole courtroom hearing situation. Um, and of course, right as Dean says, this isn't a trial. Let's not make a big courtroom drama. Eric comes in in a suit with a briefcase with like a dun 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 like very like law and order music. <laughs> yeah. What's in uh, his briefcase? I'm guessing like Twizzlers or something. Well, he, for, he has the he has the music, the tape player in there. First oh, that's top. it. You're right. But yeah. for sure, he probably also has candy in there. Like would not yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the people's court music. That, yeah, and then he just like opens it, turns it off very openly so everybody can see yeah. that, I, that he means business because it's Jonathan Cumberland for the defense. Yeah, <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, and Feeney's like, you need to leave. <laughs> He's like, we're partners, man. Feeney and Cumberland, Cumberland and Feeney, Feeney and Feeney and Feeney and Eric, but mostly Feeney because I love my brother and I want to help. <laughs> it's like so sweet. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, he's like, listen, if it looks like we're going to lose, just play the love card, okay? <laughs> Yes, so. love bomb her. Yes, keep that one in your back pocket. You want to talk about toxic masculinity? That's a look. We got to hold on to that one as long as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is when the dean says, "Um, okay, Stuart, what happened?" He says, "Uh, he was in the student union. Corey asked him to step outside. He was talking about a bad grade. I gave him on a paper which I called pedestrian. Then he accused me of making a move on Topanga and hit me. Uh, and." Feeney cuts in and says, what were you doing in Topanga's room? He says, I was going over her paper. And Feeney says, in her room? That sounds odd to me. And Stuart tries to flip it back on Feeney and say, we have a relationship outside the classroom, which allows us to connect better inside the classroom. Ask any of them. And, like, the thing that bothers me most about this whole situation is how much leeway the dean gives stewart in that he's able to like probe these other students by sarah he like immediately turns to sean and is like do you have any problems with my teaching methods 
To which Sean, of course, says no. <sighs> yeah, the the questions that Stuart was able to ask in defense of himself were very um, like biased and positioned to to benefit him. Um, yeah. I don't know what is that leading the witness. He's leading his witnesses that yeah. he's a good teacher and that people like him. Uh, so this is why I didn't like this because there, there's no reason why I, I mean, I just, I think that Stuart should have been able to tell his story and then separately from Topanga telling her story so that Topanga didn't get tripped up here and didn't have to do it in front of him. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I mean, Chappelle, like I, you know, you are, you work in education, like would there ever be a trial like this where the defendant and the accuser are together. This was completely out of order. Like this yeah. court, I was just like, I was so angry at all of it because Objection. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like so time. it so it does make sense for them to both be in the room because you you like like you you make your statements typically in these moments where like they go on record and whatever you write down is what we're gonna go off of. But then when we bring you in front of the disciplinary hearings, like sometimes you do have the accuser in there. The problem is this is not a Topanga versus Stewart case. This is still Corey versus the school. So it's like yeah. Corey's there, Topanga's there because I'm assuming she's the witness. But why are Sean, why is Sean there? Yes. Why is Angela there? Why, you know, this is completely out of, uh, like, like out of line because at the end of the day, if Corey doesn't get kicked out of school, we find out he won't. But if he doesn't get kicked out of school, all of these students have to go back to that man's class. Like, they have to go sit in his class yeah. and he has yeah. to treat them as if they didn't just say, you're a mega creep and we don't believe you and, yeah. you know, all this other yeah. stuff. You shouldn't put those students in that situation. So I hate it. The tri- like the trial or the di- the disciplinary hearing so much because he shouldn't be able to at that point attack Topanga when she's not even involved in this conversation. The conversation yeah. is between you and Corey and even Mr. Feeney and Corey. If Mr. Feeney's asking you, do you think it's appropriate that you go to a student's uh, cl- uh like bedroom? That's a question for you. That's not a question for Topanga to like be like, well, you know, it's I did yeah. tell him where I live. None of that matters. Um, the the other issue that I find with this is that Mr. Feeney. The line he's blurred the lines his whole life too, you know he cannot talk about being like like you yeah. know in a spot away with students outside of classroom because he will be at the Matthews' house tomorrow. Like he will be in their kitchen yeah. tomorrow, and so like he knows the the impact that it has to have that relationship with your students outside of classroom. It can be very valuable, but he knows that Stewart is utilizing that to try to get over on everybody in this moment. And it's not the same. Like Feeney going and sitting in the Matthews uh, kitchen and having tea with uh, Amy and Alan, is not the same as Stuart going in there and sitting on Topanga's bed. It's just not yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's so gross that there's so many, like, uh, like an audience here because then we have Sean saying like, basically Sean gets hooked in because Stuart says, well, didn't you say I was the best teacher you ever had? And he's like, yeah, I did. Uh, and he's like, well, why did you think that? He's like, it doesn't really matter. And then Dean says, I'd be interested to hear your answer. And it's like, no, no, Dean, like that doesn't matter. Like, this is not what we're talking about here. And Sean says, well, you treat us like equals, like adults. I guess a lot of teachers, you feel like they treat you like a kid. And Feeney, or excuse me, Stewart says, like Mr. Feeney. And Sean says, Feeney's a really good teacher. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, this does not have anything to do with what you did and what Corey did. This has nothing to do with that. And so um, 
Sean then does say, we've had Feeney since grade school, then in high school. So he feels like he has to protect us. I'm sorry, Mr. Feeney. And Feeney says, don't worry about it. And Feeney, I love how Feeney pivots. He gets right back to the point. How did you know where Topanga lived? Right? How did you know where her dorm was? He's like, she told me. She offered it to me. Like, isn't that right, Topanga? And Topanga says, yes, that's true. But wasn't that? And Stuart says, thank you. And I'm like, why isn't the dean saying, let Topanga speak? This my biggest problem beyond the fact that this doesn't make sense as like a trial of sorts um is the it's not a realistic trial i should say but that my biggest issue is why are we not getting to pink side of the story why are we letting stewart constantly cut people off this entire trial especially the person who is saying uh made a move on her why is this allowed sarah like it doesn't make any sense i totally agree with you i guess the only thing and this is probably like what the dean is thinking and she's probably like very like procedural like this is not unfortunately um a trial to defend if stewart came on to topanga uh come came on to topanga or not um of course he did but it's the trial of Corey hitting uh, a teacher and no matter what the reason is punching a teacher or a professor or a staff member or another student isn't right and i suppose there would probably be a different trial that uh, had to do with topanga's allegations towards stewart in the situation that's what i have to think to be sane but no yeah. i think that she should be able to tell her story but at the end of the day this one particular meeting was Corey hit this professor and no matter what the reason is you're not supposed to hit people when you're at university just like the big no. brother house one punch and you're out <laughs> yeah that's how it goes sometimes i also think that the dean is letting him bury himself the way he's acting yeah, is so yeah. it's such he's acting like such an asshole you know so it's like yeah, I see how you're how defensive you are about this and how like you're you're cutting her off and how like how you're utilizing your power right now against these kids. You're saying I'm the best teacher, right? You said that. Like you you like me, right? Like like you yeah. you want me to be your teacher. You wanted me to come to your like your your dorm and help you with your homework, right? And then he's not giving them a chance to do a rebuttal. And so it it kind of plays into what Corey was saying. He said um you I, I i'm coming on to her and there's nothing you could do to stop me like and what are you going to do about it right and so this was very much his like what are you going to do about it energy that was coming out so i think the dean was just kind of just letting it play out so she could make a decision um and just based on his attitude you know i think she had a reason to believe that he wasn't being honest yeah yeah and so then feeney says uh did you really think it was proper um, talking about a simple human property to be in a young female student's bedroom. And Stuart tries to defend himself and say, oh, it's a dorm room. It's a living room. It's a TV room. It's a study. It's not a Ooh. bedroom when I was in there. And Phineas is like, Stuart, do you believe as a college professor it's okay to be alone in a dorm room with a young female student? And he's like, the door was open. I asked her roommate to stay. It was Topanga who shooed her away. Isn't that right to Topanga? And of course, again, Topanga tries to say she was on her way to the student union. And Stewart's just like, thank you. Any more questions, George? And he and I, okay, we all love Feeney here, right? Like, I can't just be me who was like, just wanted to stand and do like a standing ovation for Feeney here. He's like, <laughs> just one. Is it okay if I rip your off your head and roll it down the hallway? Like... <laughs> God, I've never loved Feeney more in this moment. I know it's, like, not, like, cool to, like, threaten bodily harm. But, like, God, if he doesn't fucking deserve this. Like, Feeney cares. And that is why I think 
Uh, I, I just, I love Feeney coming to their defense. Feeney saying all the things that we are screaming at home. Yeah. Um, Feeney being the one who, yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's strict. But he cares about his students in a way Stuart doesn't know how, right? He's a fucking icky person. He doesn't know how Chappelle. And like the, Feeney is the educator any teacher in the entire world wants to be probably. Right. Then this is another reason why there has to be a, a separate hearing for this. Because now you got uh, Mr. Feeney like threatening to rip this man's head off. You know, like yeah. <laughs> this man cannot just go back into the general yeah. population of the faculty and these kids go back to his class. Topanga yeah. should not be in a situation where she should ever have to go back to this man's class. It just yeah. shouldn't happen. And so yeah. I don't know. I really wish the show would have given us more of the consequence for him because it, again, it was, it became less about Topanga and more about Corey's point of view, but I did like that Mr. Feeney's going to stick up for his kids. I also love when Feeney said Stuart in this scene. Cause he was like, Stuart. Oh, the <laughs> way he says Stuart is so funny. Like, yeah. Stuart. Stuart. It was um, good. It is, it is excellent. It's amazing. Um, and so, so yeah. So, uh, Stuart says, "You and I both know a teacher is only as effective as the respect he is given." And Corey's show of disrespect undermines me and this university. And Topanga speaks up and she says, "Your show of disrespect undermines me." Uh, and this is when the dean decides to call people out. She's like, "Miss Lawrence," it's like, "Where the fuck were you two seconds ago, bitch?" <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, but Topanga says, you know what you did. And he says, I didn't do anything. And Corey says to the Dean, he made a move on Topanga on my fiance. He used his power and authority. See, I kind of wish it was Topanga saying this line, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, he used his power and authority to take advantage of her. And he told me that there was nothing I could do and he was never going to stop. So I did something. I mean, I realized, Dean, this wasn't the smartest thing in the world to do, but it was all I could come up with at the time. And like, again, I kind of wish it was uh, Topanga who had said he used his power and authority because that's what her paper was about. And I feel like the narratively and it would give her back some power, I feel like, to be able to say this line. Um, but I, I, I like this, Sarah, that like Corey is saying, I didn't know what else to do. You know, like he told me he wasn't yeah. going to stop. That was the only thing I could think of in the moment. Yeah. Um. I, 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 I mean, of course, I love the idea of, like, my man defending me. I think that's great, but I, I just, like, can't condone Corey, like, pushing down students and not having him have any repercussions of that, no matter what Stuart did. Um, I don't know. I just, like, violence isn't the answer. I know, like, we all agree with that. It's, like, very obvious, but... Um, and yeah, I do think it would have been more substantial if they gave Topanga the last word in all of this, but yeah. it's boy meets world. And that's, uh, that's what we got to do, I suppose. Mm, I don't know. They could have, like, I, I feel like they almost did this almost, you know, like, like it's like a half yeah. measure. Like if they took yeah. it and made it a two part episode, or if we had a little follow up or something, or even just one of those like scenes at the end where they just put like a, a title card up and just says like Stuart was fired for misconduct, blah, blah, or something like yeah. that. Just give me some closure to the Topanga storyline. Cause we really didn't get that. Yeah. That's yeah. where my, that's my biggest gripe about this whole episode is that it feels like it's so focused on Corey, even though this is all happening because of what happened to Topanga. Mm -hmm. um, and so, right. And so uh, we get, <laughs> again, this is so strange where Sean's like, can I say something real quick? He's like, Corey, it's okay with me that you hit him. 
And Corey's like, thanks, Sean. It's okay with Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Why? But also Rachel's right next to What is Rachel doing there? What is Rachel doing here? You're not even friends with them. That's what I'm saying. You just let everybody into this uh, disciplinary here. It doesn't make any sense. It does not. Yeah. And the room is so small. But (laughs) it is very small. Um, so uh so yeah so dean says it's not okay with me according to the bylaws of the university i have to expel or suspend any student for striking an educator uh and feeney wants him to her her to be considered and she's like sit down george you can't protect them anymore uh and she says i suspend you from this university for a period of one day and Stuart's like obviously pissed off uh she does tell Corey he's on probation for the rest of the term and you can't solve any of your other problems with anything but words uh, he thinks the dean and Dean's like, or Stewart's like, Dean, he hit a teacher. And we love Dean in this moment because she says, a teacher must be someone a student can trust. The second the teacher uses pressure on a st- any student for any reason whatsoever, other than academic, that trust is destroyed. Uh, and, uh, and Dean is just like, just bringing down that hammer, man, that disciplinary hammer. She's just like, do you see this guy? Do you see Feeney? This is teacher Stewart. I'm not sure what you are, but I'm going to find out, bitch. Like, she is like, she's all about, I, I did love this. And I'm, I mean, I feel like maybe canon in my head, I can just manifest that after this, Dean pulled Topanga into her office and had a long conversation about what Stuart did. Yeah. And Stuart was probably fired. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is what uh, her saying I'm going to find out does imply that that's what happens. I, I would have to. Yeah. I would have to. I mean, maybe yeah. not. Chappelle doesn't seem so convinced. I know. I really hope so. I really hope so. I just know that like strides have been made, right? Like um, people, the title, the title nine, uh, like legislation and stuff like it, those rules are in place for a reason. And I really wish that like, I feel like I'm kind of jaded, but just by working in education for so long and seeing this kind of stuff like swept under the rug. So that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Like maybe it does get swept under the rug. Right. But I'm, but I, I wish the show wouldn't have, you know, like I think, yeah. Yeah. and I know this show was in 99. And so like, it was 99, you know, like I, yeah. I get it, but um, yeah, like in the future when shows are to broach these subjects, I really wish they would take a more serious, like, and here are the consequences for these actions, because I think that gives the victims closure as well. It's not yeah. just a ma- like a cautionary tale. It's more like yeah. a, it's reassurance that if you speak up, you will be heard. Yep. Yeah, uh, and we do get Amy, like, saying to Topanga, I'm so sorry you had to go through all of this. And Alan saying, uh, thank you for sticking by us, George. And then he asks Corey if he's okay. And, you know, everybody kind of says goodbye. Um, And Sean says to Feeney, I don't know how I could have compared him to you. Uh, And they all talk about how different colleges and high school. And Feeney says, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that's right. I'm afraid the dean is right. I've tried to protect you too long. This is university and this is life and these things happen. And you're not children anymore. Um, and they all kind of say like, I guess we're not children anymore. And they all decide to like get ice cream together. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Chappelle. I feel like I don't know something about the ending of the episode, like leaves a little bit to be desired. Like I just wanted Topanga to kind of get her say or something like it just feels like it would be more powerful coming from her, Um, especially given that we have a a female dean. You know what I mean? Like it kind of feels like we have the ingredients here, people like all you had to do was just put them together. Um, They're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of sucks. But I mean. I, I I know we say this a lot, but like for a show in the '90s, the way they handled this was pretty good. Like, obviously, we would do much better by today's standards, but 
considering when this show was made, Sarah. Like, I feel like they did a decent job. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to still commend the show for trying to broach the subject, even though it was clunky at times. I think, like, speaking both on universities, like, uh, I mean, they are always so concerned about, like, publicity, right, Chappelle? Publicity, mm-hmm. m- like, money, like, their benefactors, like, losing, whatever. And I think that um, I think that's what leads to things being swept under the rug. Um, and although Boy Meets World uh, tackled an issue, I think that if it was made in 2022, I think that they would have uh, driven it home a bit and really told the story fully about what happens and changed the perspective from Corey to Topanga. Yeah, and I, agree. I think I think the the punch overshadowed what actually happened to Topanga. And I think that that's mm-hmm. a disservice to yeah. the story that they're telling and to, to Topanga, the character. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, because when I think about this episode, I think about this is the time Corey punched the teacher. And I rarely think of it as this is the time Stuart pushed up on Topanga. Uh, yeah. And I think that like the show, obviously it's Boy Meets World, so it makes sense. But I, I do think that they use Topanga as such a device to tell that story of, of Corey punching the teacher that, you know, it kind of was like, it, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of icky just to, to use, utilize yeah. such, such a like traumatic moment and just to use it as a device to talk about Corey, you know, and so you know, in the future, we can do better. But that's because of shows like this and education and like different legislation and people speaking up that we can do better. So I'm not going to be too hard on the show. Again, this is still one of my favorite episodes. It's yeah. st- it sticks out. It's really good. Um, I would like to update folks on our poll. Um, that has of been up for like what, an hour? Currently, we are at 70% say yum, 30% say ew, gross. It's still ew, gross. I rest my right. case, Your Honor. I don't know. I just don't want cookie bits in my milk. I, and I don't want milk. And I just like the whole combination seems gross to me. Mm, well, good to know I'm with the majority of the people. Well, well, hold on. It's only been a minute. I think people with good opinions <laughs> it's been a like minute. Nate. Yeah, people would get and like, it's only been a like to wait before making the decision. Yeah. So I yeah. all the well, hardcore uh, dry yes. cookie stands are going to come out. Yes. Yeah, all the British people are probably asleep the right British now. British people? What are the British right. people doing with this? Yeah. They uh, they'll cookies. wake up and they'll be like, oh, yeah. no, I would never put my crumpets in milk. That's- crumpets? Right. What kind of American the, nonsense is this? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah yeah. and I are on the right side of history. Yeah. The Arios will not yeah. be done. <laughs> no, 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 Arios, Arios. got to get those Arios. Uh, Jess, did you, do, do you want to touch on uh, a little bit yes. more of the allegations against... Yeah, so if, uh, if those the, those who haven't heard Fred Savage, uh, just as shitty as Stuart is, um, allegations have come out against him. Uh, he's working on like the reboot of The Wonder Years. Um, and he was uh, executive producer and director of it. And recently he was fired because he has been accused of being like basically extremely aggressive on on um, on set, uh, inappropriate conduct. Uh, and the thing is, is this is not the first time allegations have come out against him. Um, coincidentally, ironically, however you want to put it. Back in the original Wonder Years, he was 16 years old towards the end, and they didn't know if they were going to get a new season of it. Um, 
And it got uh, canceled because of a sexual harassment suit that was going on between him and a former costume designer uh, where she had said that he was super inappropriate towards her. He wanted to hold her hand, requested an affair, made sexual remarks towards her. So this is not the first time this has happened. There's been many allegations made. It's like it's one of those things where when someone says something, it tends to be like everyone starts like coming out with stories of said person. We've seen it a lot in Hollywood. Um, and so, yeah, he basically fucking sucks. And uh, it it sucks that this is the true tea we're seeing. But you yeah. know what? Now we can't be upset with hating his face because we saw him as Stuart on TV because we can just continue to hate his face in general because he's an asshole and he does mean things to people that we don't like. Yeah, it, it's definitely unfortunate that, um, you know, The Wonder Years is such a beloved show for so many. And it sucks that for a show that made so many people so happy and gives them a nostalgic feel not only for like adults who watched it who's watching it back and it took place in a different time but also for us watching back and we you know have nostalgia for that show but now it's you know looked back on not so fondly because he made these inappropriate moves and it it just feels so uncomfortable that he was given another opportunity in That's, Hollywood. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there was never a time where people were like, Oh, we don't love Fred Savage. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. they, they gave him a pass in Hollywood and for him to get his first big opportunity again with like wonder years Two, uh, the reboot and for something to come out again, it's just, it's just like, yeah. Come on, dude. That's what's most upsetting to me is that this poor costume designer that was on the original Wonder Years, everyone raked her over the coals. They were like, it's this girl's fault that we the show got canceled. And it and she filed a suit against him then. Like, I think it was settled out of court. It's just really frustrating to me that like someone spoke up so long ago and this guy continued to get work and continued to act like this and continued to hurt other people in the process. And now, now something is finally happening. It's very frustrating that like it took this long. It took this many allegations. It took like all of these things that he's done for it to finally come to a head. And like how many jobs has he had since that first time on the Wonder Years when he was fucking 16 years old? It's just disgusting. Um, And so it's like my heart goes out to all these people that were affected and, and, and everybody in Hollywood who's ever had to endure something like this and wasn't believed. Um, It's really sad. And so, yeah, we just wanted to point that out in case anybody was, like, curious. We know what's going on in the news. The the allegations actually came out very recently, so it's kind of uh, serendipitous timing that we're talking about this episode now. Um, But, yeah, Chabelle, do you have anything to add on that? I know I took over a little bit, but it's... No. uh, The Wonder Years was a show that I really liked, and that's another reason why I was drawn to Boy Meets World, honestly, because I was like, oh, I know this guy's brother, you know? And so it's kind of... It made sense to watch both of them. Um, and now that I know what I know, it would definitely be a lot harder to watch the the Wonder Years. Not something I just go back and watch for sure, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna look at it less fondly, you know. Um, and and that's a shame because I I think it was a from what I can remember probably like, like a half decent show at the very least. Um, but again, this person is the face of that franchise, and so mm-hmm. for him to be the face of that franchise is going to um. Uh, it's going to like uh put be a blemish on the Wonder Years for me at least. I don't I can't speak for everybody else, but yeah, uh, you know it, it won't hit the same. Yep. No, I totally know what you mean. Um, that was our that was our episode. That was a heavy one, but like like you said, Chappelle, it is an iconic episode. Everyone knows this one, right? Like you, you everybody knows this episode. It's a really big, impactful episode. So I'm happy you came on here to talk about it with us. 
Yes. Um, I'm happy that y'all had me again. Like when I, when I was, I remember when y'all first messaged me about Boy Meets World, I was like, okay, here are the 17 episodes that I need to talk about. <laughs> and I, and I, and I remember thinking about this one. This was one of the first ones. I have another one in mind too, but, um, but yeah, so I was, I was very happy. I know season six is where people start like kind of losing interest. Like I think season five is definitely, yeah. I agree with y'all. It's probably the high point of this, of the series. Um, uh, but like season seven, there's some drama to come and, I will have to slide y'all my writer again to see what I'm going to come back and talk about yeah. for your final season. Cause there is an episode or two. Uh, I think it's a two parter maybe that I, uh, that I would really like to revisit. I haven't watched it in a long time and I, but I remember liking it a lot. Amazing. All right. We can't wait Chappelle. Thank you very much. Chappelle, tell everybody what you have going on. Cause you have to have at least 50 things going on at all times. Right. That is disrespectful, but also true. So <laughs> this, this is just a very busy week Takes for me. One like, to know one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like I, I, I am in good company this time. Um, so whew, where do I start? Okay. So on nothing but Netflix on the on RHAP on Rob has a podcast. Rob and I are talking about Netflix shows. And so recently we talked about um the incredible movie Hustle with Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah. So check out the Nothing But Netflix podcast for that. I think this week we will be talking about halftime, the JLo um movie that's Ooh. coming out on Netflix as well. And so that's gonna be a good time. Um but again Rob has a podcast where you can find that content. Also tangential to Rob has a podcast. I'm on the Purple Pants podcast uh every week talking about P Valley with uh Survivor China's Sharia Lloyd and the purple pants bad badass himself bryce isaiah and so uh check me out over there on the purple pants podcast to keep up with the recap of season two of p valley uh, i'm also on silent podcast this week talking about abbott elementary and some kind of oh. weird crossover oh, yeah so we've been covering abbott a little bit on silent podcast we've done two catch-ups but this week we're just gonna have a good time uh there's an episode of uh abbott elementary where the principal ava says that she binge watched seven seasons of survivor during quarantine yes and we're going to talk about what seasons those were. So we're going to sit down and then discuss that on Silent Podcast this week. This. So if you want to hear us being goofy and talking about Abbott Elementary and, and Survivor at the same time, uh, check that out. Geo be hosting. And I think Jason O and myself, I think one other person will be on there too. And so that's a good time. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, and this week I was also on the 90 Day Fiance uh, wrap up on uh, the Rob has a po podcast wrap ups network where Puya and I talked about this week's episode of 90 day, the other way. Um, and so I think that it, I lied last thing, um, <laughs> this week, Rob and I will be joined by Jenny autumn to talk about celebrity exorcism because apparently Ooh. the edge ladies and edge Lords over on what the, the uh, beyond the edge, uh, podcast have, have voted the listeners have voted and they said they want more jenny content and they want us to talk of about course. celebrity exorcism so that is what we'll be covering i think that covers everything and i'm just going to stop talking before i remember something else <laughs> <laughs> uh sarah what do we have going on what do you have going on what's the deal uh, yeah of course the, uh, weekly boy meets world and dawson's creek coverage we have some fun stuff coming for june and july so keep your eyes peeled for that shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram over at post show recaps jessica and i um are going to be finishing up our time traveler's wife uh, mini series content uh we thought it was only going to be six episodes long i'm expecting a second season we shall see we have one more episode left of that um and i'm also going to be hanging out in the psr discord this week 
Um, we're watching the 1998 film, The Parent Trap, with Lindsay Lohan, a classic, kicking off summer, right? Uh, so watch that with me if you're hanging out in the PSR Discord. And uh, you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Amazing. You can always find me over on Community Building with Josh Wiggler. We are in the middle of our season three coverage. Um, I was also, Sarah and I were recently on Post Show Recaps Theater talking about the new Gilded Age movie, and I'm going to make a return there to talk about the new Jurassic World Dominion movie because you know if there's a podcast about dinosaurs, I expect an invitation because I love mm. dinosaurs and I love talking about them. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be coming up soon as well. Of course, you could also hear me, as Sarah mentioned before, talking about The Time Traveler's Wife, which honestly, much better show than anybody had ever anticipated. So definitely highly recommend it to those of you who want to see butts on your screen constantly. It's a nice Theo James butts. Yeah. Highly butts. recommend. It's a nice um, butts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all our stuff. You could hear us, hear more from us, shit90spod.com, at shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram. Next week, we'll be back with the one, the only amazing, amazing creator of our theme song, JD. They're coming on to chat with us about episodes eight and nine of season six. Cannot wait to talk to them. It's going to be so much fun. Um, we're going to have to just praise them endlessly for the creation of our theme song because it's, it's so good. And we do. True, Bob. We it's do. so good. I love y'all's theme song. It's one of my favorites on any podcast ever. So, oh go my JD. gosh, hi, We'll tell JD. We will. Thank, you, thank um, so, you. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to join us next week to hear from JD. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.